Welcome to the Tech End podcast series. I'm Mark Gibson, KPMG's US technology, media, and telecommunications leader. And on this podcast, I'm joined by leaders across industries to discuss pressing issues and technology's impact on business and the world around us. And on today's podcast, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vijay Jaju, a principal in KPMG's cybersecurity services practice, as we discuss the growing trend around cybersecurity, a threat facing many technology companies today. Vijay, thanks for taking the time to be with me today. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here, and, and thanks for having me here. You bet, Vijay. We survey CEOs in the U.S. We've been doing this for years, and, and it was fascinating to look at the technology CEOs' responses to our 2021 survey and to see cybersecurity grow almost to the number one position as the greatest threat to their organization's growth over the next three years or so. Really interested in your reaction to that, that growing response from CEOs about the increasing threat of cybersecurity to their, their tech organizations. Yeah, no, absolutely, Mark. Uh, I think it's become a, a daily phenomenon uh, in both in the sort of the professional world as well as in our personal uh, lives. A lot of the board members, C-suite, they are actually um, you know, responsible for many other organizations. They're participating in other boards. And, and so forth. So they see across the, the industry um, becoming a daily event. And I think there, there are a couple of uh, sort of the vectors that is sort of a, a compounding effect, uh, if I may. Uh, one, of course, there is a big explosion of data, the growing amount of uh, business model change that, that we see more and more, you know, you know, interconnected supply chain, uh, interconnected dependency of the ecosystem that we, we live in, a, a global connected world. And on top of that, yeah, you know, a significant amount of uh, business model change we're seeing, seeing like adoption of cloud and so forth. So as opposed to being in your four walls, now all of a sudden you are you are sort of living in this interconnected world where your data is all over the place, and and with other third parties and so forth. So it's it's becoming quite a you know quite a task in terms of making sure how we manage risk. And generally, we see kind of risk in kind of two dimensions. One, I know from an operating model or, or a leadership model, there is a huge lack of talent, you know, the available talent. So that's one dimension. The other is, of course, you know, you know from a lack of ability to prioritize and execute on, on some of the security initiatives. It's very easy for a security practitioners to, to kind of go all over the place. And, and we see that, uh, that as a big focus on in terms of prioritization, you know, ruthless prioritization quantifying the risk and really focusing on some of the basics here. And I think that's kind of the two areas we see kind of CEOs really, really wanting and board members wanting their technologists, their security practitioners to, to really come back with the business impact, the risk impact, you know, what's, what's gonna, what does it mean for the customers and, and, and really help, you know, shape the foundational elements. So I think those are really, really big, big dimensions we are seeing, you know, the C-suite uh, focusing on. Yeah, Vijay, I think you make some some great points. We can certainly, I don't need to tell you, but we can certainly feel that the talent shortage out there and just how much demand there is for firms like ours for cyber services. And it's clear that there's there's a growing demand in the market for those services. Hey, Vijay, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a member of management and you're, you're thinking about how do I react to these threats and you know, I'm sure there's sort of an endless number of things you could do and a bottomless amount of money you could spend to try to uh, try to defend against cyber cybersecurity attacks. But 
How do you think companies should be prioritizing? How do they allocate resources? How do they decide where to invest um, against these threats? I look at from a technical perspective and what the actual attack vectors are, there are kind of three major types of attack vectors that, that we see. You know, one is, uh, you know, ransomware, right? Of course, it's delivered via phishing uh, campaigns that, that we often hear about. The second is uh, very specifically around, you know, a lot of the software vulnerabilities that, that be it in cloud or, or in your own infrastructure, right? So that's another very common form of attack, uh, you know, vectors that we see. And the third being like kind of your, your credential replay attack or which is commonly called as account takeover. Um, you know, you may see that, hey, uh, I'm on, on the internet, whether it's online banking or, 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 or brokerage firms, and then, hey, my credentials were stolen and somebody is sort of mimicking, uh, you know, my credential. So, so it's very hard to distinguish what is legit versus uh, what is fake, right? So I think these are the big three sort of attack vectors. There are, there are many more in different shapes and forms. So when you think about sort of prioritizing and thinking about in this sort of the ecosystem we live in, uh, which is vast, I always sort of think about in terms of kind of security one-on-one, kind of go back to simple IT hygiene. And, and what does it mean? So you think about, hey, if I as an organization, uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a FinTech uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies, you know, think about your own unique risk profile. And of course, risk profile changes, it's, it's dynamic. Uh, you, you understand like what's mission critical for you. Is it my customer data? Is it my IP? Is it my code? Is it my supply chain? Uh, so you think about in that in that sense and really think about kind of defense in depth and, and you want to put layers uh, to, to to kind of minimize that, right? So so in terms of prioritization, I would sort of focus on like five main things. One, typically you think about the OSI model, like going bottoms up. So how do I make sure my infrastructure is solid? You know, my, my core, you know, my hardware, my server, my sort of the operating system level, like, you know, I don't want to have any vulnerabilities on that. So that's kind of basic uh, kind of foundation, kind of IT hygiene, where my infrastructure is is strong. Uh, the second I would think about on top of the infrastructure kind of sits data. So do I have a visibility into it? Do I have the right, you know, whether encryption and so forth, data at rest, data in transit, do I have sort of basic foundation control that sits on top of my infrastructure to protect the data? Third, I would think about on top of that is now how do people get in, in terms of access? So who's having access or I, am I restricting it on a need to know basis? Um, and, and, and on top of that, it's our applications. So, so a lot of the issues that we see in kind of the software vulnerabilities, am I thinking about my DevOps? Am I securing the entire pipeline? And, and as opposed to after the fact. And I think the one wrapper all around the fifth element becomes like, you know, something really, really robust monitoring and analytics. So, so I think that's, that sort of rounds up your prioritization as opposed to sort of going after any shiny object or, or a bright tool, I think let's focus on the security 101 and focus on the on the foundational. You will see, Mark, that you know 90% of the attacks are like taking care of some vulnerability or exploit, and, and it's like 10% or less is like more sophisticated, right? That is kind of uh, zero-day type of vulnerabilities. But most of the attacks you will see, Mark, is like you know some vulnerability, some exploit, which was age-old. Uh, uh, and didn't do the take care of the IT hygiene, uh, that resulted into a compromise. Really well said, VJ. It's fascinating. I've also seen maybe a sixth element of uh, what's your response when an attack does occur and how prepared can companies be in advance 
of that happening and how they handle the PR side and the communication side uh, being critical to all of this as well. I think I think that is very very well said, Mark. I think every executive, every technology leader knows that it's not a matter of if it's a it's a matter of when, right? And I think, as you said, right, part of my monitoring analytics was actually kind of response because what the customers feel is is like, hey, you know, you you know, you know, how to react, how to be transparent, how to communicate, how to escalate, and and again, take measures to so that lessons learned, you you don't you don't be in the same position again, and, and they really really cherish and value that level of transparency and response. Hey, Vijay, last question for you. We always hear this phrase that sort of the bad guys are always a step ahead. And, you know, no matter what we do around security, there's bad people out there trying to devise the next attack. Um, what are you seeing for sort of trends in the future around innovations that may be coming, investments that companies are making, and, you know, the trends looking ahead uh, for this this topic of cybersecurity? Yeah, no, Mark. I think you you definitely reminded <laughs> reminded me of like you know how well funded <laughs> the, the bad guys are, and and there is a whole marketplace around them, and there is a full fledged economy. So 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 yeah. I mean that's that's definitely for for them. They have to only get one thing right, and as practitioners and organizations, we have to get many things right to 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 make sure we we don't have a, a compromise or a, or an incident or a breach, right? If you, if you think about just two years ago, uh, you know, RSA is like one of the biggest security conference. There were like over 3,000 startups showing up uh, just for cybersecurity, which is huge. Like we have never seen that level of uh, A, investment, B, sort of innovation and, and trying to disrupt the marketplace here, right? I think if I think about going forward, you know, relaying back to kind of the basics, there are three big sort of the focus areas, trends that we see our clients sort of focusing on and getting more and more robust around it. One is like, you know, tech is, is getting heavily regulated and, and every industry is becoming tech enabled, right? So, so I think we see the huge convergence of data, privacy and identity solutions. While these three disciplines are, are been sort of living in silos in, in several of the organizations, we're seeing the need and capabilities being developed. Hey, where is my data? What are the privacy requirements or regulations that impact uh, beyond even security, like notification, consent, you know, data deletion, and and now from uh, making sure who am I sharing that that the private data, PII data across my APIs, and am I tying with different identity solutions to know who has access to it and 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 what exactly are they doing through through the APIs in a in a gig economy. So I think that's one trend we are seeing the convergence in the data privacy and the identity solutions. So the second one we see kind of trend massive amount of sort of the analytics. So from a cyber analytics perspective, yes, there has been a lot of siloed solution that exists. Zero trust is becoming a beyond experimentation to a real thing now where organizations want to make sure I don't trust this transaction or this request and access request. And I have built massive analytics to make a decision to, to say what is good versus bad um, request uh, or a transaction and, and really making sure those credential replay attacks that I was talking about earlier, that you're able to mitigate that. So again, uh, more and more investments around analytics, but really not sort of in silos, but trying to connect the dots in terms of different capabilities uh, organizations have. So they can really make very near real time or real time decisions to, to, to mitigate those risks. Uh, and the third is, I know, cloud is sort of more of a, a 
an enabler. On top of that, what we are seeing is like compliance automation, continuous monitoring. I made a comment about how tech companies are getting more and more regulated and more and more regulations coming across other industries. We are seeing this need to, to mitigate like, you know, audit fatigue or compliance fatigue, really the need for in terms of automating, you know, continuous control monitoring and having visibility in addition to some of your known principles of secure DevOps and really tying your, your automation around, uh, around your compliance requirements. So again, I think massive need for innovation as well as disruption, but, but, but the underlying theme is how can we scale and use automation analytics to, to meet some of the, the basic security foundational requirements more robust. Yeah, BJ, super, super interesting stuff. I think those those trends are, are fascinating to me and the evolution and speed of those things happening are, are astounding today. Um, BJ, I could ask you questions all day. I, I really uh, appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I know you're incredibly busy out there in the market on this topic right now and uh, really appreciate you joining us uh, on our podcast today to talk about cyber. Thanks, Mark, and, and really appreciate having me here. And for those of you listening today, thanks for joining us for today's episode of our Tech and Podcast series. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to having you join us on future episodes of the series. Uh, Thanks. Have a great day.